0: Welcome to Nine Points Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of the athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have Bethany Numo, and it's a fun episode here. She's a Olympian, she's a para athlete, she's an athlete, and she shares her journey, you know, that's, that's inspiring, just uh, how she got started and what she's doing today. And ultimately, what she's doing now during the pandemic, how she's starting to think of the more creative and how she's taking her passion for sewing and making it to make a difference in the world, you know. And she's, she'll tell you more about it, but she's made like 1300 masks with her family and then like giving them away, which is so awesome. So great story here and great journey and hope you enjoy and let's get to it. So, Bethany, the question I said when it comes on is um, when you're young as an athlete yourself, like what was like your biggest dream goal you want to achieve?
1: Honestly, that is a really hard question because growing up, I wanted to be normal, whatever that meant, because I was born with one leg and I was always very different. And no matter how much I tried to fit in, I was never, I was never really able to do that. (laughs) And then when it came to sports, it was, it was even harder because with, with cosmetic legs, with just regular walking legs, I could wear like a skin and shape on it. So you who wouldn't necessarily be able to see the difference between my legs. But then once I got into sport, it was like, well, if you want a leg that will perform for you the way you want to perform, it has to be metal and like carbon fiber and whatever. And, and so that was something that when I was growing up, I was like, it was very, it was very hard for me to adjust to that. But I mean, we've, we've grown a lot since then, but.
0: When I interviewed a few para-athletes and and they had that same, Thought you know they're like I just want to I want to be normal and to yeah. feel normal and then we kind of talked about it you know it's like everyone everyone kind of had their own normal in a sense
1: yeah and it's like it's his own personal journey that each of us have to go through and I think every person does in their own respect but for me like in particular with my leg it was just something that I had to I had to learn to really embrace and be really proud of and now I'm like. I'm so proud of who I am and what makes me unique. And it took me, like, I'm 27, so it took me a long time to figure that out. But once you get there, it's like, what was I so afraid of? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: So, what was like the first sport you, 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 you tried?
1: T-ball, T-ball when I was a baby. I don't remember it, but there's cute pictures of me like sleeping a bat. Like I don't know what it was like, but I tried. So I have two younger sisters who are less than two years younger than me. So we basically just like grew up together and they were very active. So I joined sport when they did just to like try it out. And my parents were always very much like you're going to like you're going to be physically active to, like, prove to yourself and others, like, like, you can do everything that everybody else can. So I actually, even further back than, like, traditional sport, my mom owned a dance studio with my grandma, and so I grew up dancing, and it was a huge challenge for me because I I didn't necessarily know that I was different or couldn't do the same kind of movements that other uh, people were doing until it was time to, like, point your toes. <laughs> like, what? But I can only do one. And so it was It was pretty disheartening for me. So that's when my parents really pushed, like, team sports and stuff because there were more opportunities for me with less emphasis on, like, you don't have a foot. So I, I initially started with dance and then transitioned to, like... I tried soccer, but <laughs> even with two legs, I don't think I like running. So... <laughs>
0: I'm a coordinator, so I can't even try soccer. Like I can football, so far as I'll get out.
1: My sisters used to get mad at me because like there's a way to like you're supposed to kick the ball and then but it's it's like kicking it with the top of your foot. But since I could only like it was like this, I could tow the ball and everybody else was getting in trouble for it. And I was like, I can tow it. I can do it. Like, (laughs) Like but it was really fun. Like overall it was like trying all kinds of different sports was always really fun for me but i didn't like running and that's like kind of embarrassing i don't know i feel like i'm an athlete you're supposed to be like you like running i hate running i hate <laughs> running so much like like i'll do anything you please don't run. Me run for something and if i had two legs i would say the same thing i think cuz it's just it's in here that i don't like running
0: <laughs> so i you kind of like you were trying things and maybe it was you felt That it was harder, or felt that you kind of didn't truly as fit in. How did you kind of develop your confidence to to know that, like, hey, I do belong to, you know, playing sports?
1: Yeah. So it's actually it's kind of lends itself to the story of how I started with sitting volleyball because in seventh grade I joined my first standing volleyball team. It was my seventh grade team, and I was at a tournament, and we saw people playing sitting. And I was, like, mortified. Like, my mom was like, Bethany, come on, they all have no legs like you. And I was like, no, I have two legs. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm going to be over here with things that are normal because I grew up thinking that's what I was supposed to be doing. Why would I put myself in a position to be looking – like, everybody's looking at that. I don't want to do that. And so, like, I eventually – I wanna, it was like my sophomore year of high school that I finally was like, okay, I feel like I have proved to myself that I can play standing and that going to try adaptive sport um, wouldn't be because I couldn't do traditional sport. It was a choice that I was going to make and that I was going to see the new challenge that was involved in it. And that like, I wasn't going to look at it like it was a less than sport, but rather just a different sport. Like each sport provides different unique challenges. And like, why do I, why did I have that perspective that this sport was better than this sport just because you're sitting or standing? And I actually, once I started playing sitting, I was like, oh my God, this is so much harder than standing. (laughs) It's so much more challenging. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question.
0: No, no, no that, that was good. And I, I think um, I interviewed um, Lexi, and she kind of had, had, like, that same type of story. Yeah. And She was yeah. like, she she'd, she'd offered to, to play sitting, and she was like, I don't want to do that. No, yeah. i So
1: yeah.
0: So yeah. in the world of sitting, like, is it available a lot for youth athletes, or is it kind of more of a selective thing?
1: We would love it to be available for everyone. I think I would love to leave the sport knowing that, like, I mean, it, it's hard to to make this happen, but to, to have a, a perspective from the outside that like, this is super fun. Like, I want to try this, that it can be really competitive and um, really challenging to play. And that like, that's the goal, I think, for anyone leaving the sport better than you found it. Because I was, I wasn't interested in playing when I first saw it, because I was afraid of being looked at as different because I was little and a kid, like I was just a kid who was like, this is the society I grew in, so why would I want to go do something that's like weird? But also, then like realizing that that's what's so cool about it. It's this unique thing that, like, that to play on a, a national team level to be in that pipeline. Like, I had to have my leg, and like that's super cool. Like, yeah. but I didn't have that perspective then. So I, I yeah, I, I think it's, it's something that is growing and people are getting more interested in in playing it. And we, like a lot of my teammates and I do clinics with club teams that like want to do it for team bonding or something. They just want to try sitting and like, it's really fun. And it's, it's fun to see them, like the kids, like see volleyball in a different discipline and like see that new challenge that's in it.
0: I I still need to try it. I I figure like I need to figure out like I can,
1: you got to try it.
0: It looks harder. You know, it
1: is not easy.
0: <laughs> like if you can like you can always just like run and hit it, you know, but if you have to like mm-hmm. work on sliding and scooting the yeah, yeah. The-
1: so your hands are your mode of transportation as well as your like things you need to play the game yeah. with. So if you can't get to a ball, you can't pass the ball. And then there's a lot of timing involved. And reading the ball, it actually, it's a faster game than standing, which I like came to learn that, that we're so much closer to the ground. So the amount of time that the ball is traveling in the air before it hits the ground is much shorter. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be faster at reading where that hitter's placing the ball to see like, where's it going to go? Where do I need to be? Because that has to be a whole nother thought of move to it and then be there and make a good play. So it's, it's really hard.
0: <laughs> when, when it's all over, it's, it's like everything is kind of safe again. I'm gonna come join you guys in, in Edmond one day, and that would be great! I'm gonna try to like, so I can play with you guys a little bit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> totally. You are more than welcome. Um, it's gonna be hard. Wear pants. When I first started, I wore spandex thinking it's volleyball. Wear spandex. Mm-hmm. It was a bad choice. Like, yes, you're we sliding all over the ground. There's chafing. There's friction. It's not. You um, need pants. So I'm or at least baggy notes. shorts. I'm taking
0: but, those for sure. Yes.
1: You wouldn't know. You're welcome.
0: Thank you. <laughs> awesome. So, at what point in the journey did you kind of realize that you were pretty good at this fitting game?
1: Yesterday. No, I'm not. (laughs) I don't know. I'm working on my own confidence. Um, I'm always very much a perfectionist and very hard on myself. So I like even today, our gold medal match was on Facebook. And like, I look at it, like I watch it and I see that that was me, but I'm like, that's not me. They're really good at this. Like, wow. Like, (laughs) so that's something that I do struggle with is finding that self-confidence but I didn't actually so I was on the team and I didn't make it to London I was an alternate for the London roster and I continued to train and then at worlds in 2014 was the first tournament that I consistently started as the libero and so like I guess like reflecting like that was where my coach had trusted me that that I was good enough to contribute to my team but it, it still has taken me a lot of time probably more than most people to have that like self-awareness of like hey I can be confident and I can own it That like I worked hard to get to this position I worked hard to get to where I am in my life and I deserve it like it's hard because I don't you never feel like you deserve well yeah. some people do I don't. I don't ever feel like I deserve yeah. it like so it's so that's something that I, I'm personally working on.
0: I think that's so authentic because I know like a lot of us deal with that, you know, like that, that internal voice is just like saying, are you really, do you really deserve to have this opportunity? You know, should it go yeah. to someone else? Yeah. So for yeah. you, what, what, what does that kind of stem from, you think?
1: Um, I don't know. I always, I think I'm very competitive. And I'm most competitive with myself. <laughs> so um, I guess it's the only way I can yeah. look at that, that I'm constantly like, you could do better. You can do better at, at everything. And so like even making this dinner last, oh, I made I made a really gross dinner and I'm really disappointed. And my grandma ate it and she was like, well, just find something else to eat. <laughs> But gotcha. I was like, no, I'm gonna fix it. And I like threw it in the, the oven and I was like, it's gonna be a casserole. And I like forced myself to eat it, and it was so gross. But <laughs> I was like, What do you make? Um, well, it was supposed to be chicken alfredo, but I think we if we <laughs> it's really embarrassing. So my I live with my my grandma, my aunt, my mom, and my sisters. So it's like a house full of women, and my grandma is constantly ready for the apocalypse. So we have three freezers and all the canned food in the whole world she knows how to bake bread we she's been fine during this quarantine basically long story short but I was like we need some cheese to because part a big part of alfredo is cheese and they were like oh we have some it's in the freezer so like some of them were labeled some of them were not labeled so we're so we're like we're just gonna do it it'll be fine not thinking like Cheese has different melting points, and some cheese likes to be like that, and some cheese does not like to be like that. And so it all got in there, and then it started looking like it was curdling. It was so gross. And I was like, no, it's going to be fine. I'm going to make it. And like, got into a fight with my sister because I was like, well, we had to do it this way. And it just – I don't know why I started talking about my dinner, but it was –
0: So did anyone eat it? Did anyone enjoy My
1: grandma – And aunt, my aunt actually said it looks disgusting, but it tastes good. And my grandma took a couple bites. Like she dished up a full bowl and then took a couple bites, and then I saw her go into the trash and like. (laughs) She was like, "It's fine, I ate it." (laughs) I was like, "No, you didn't. You're throwing it (laughs) away."
0: What happened was.
1: (laughs) So, So it's sitting in the kitchen. I don't know if anybody else is gonna eat it, but it'll be fine. It's it's gonna be fine. But I was very upset with myself because it was like, (laughs) I'm better than this. (laughs) Like I should have known, but honestly, I really don't remember why I brought up my dinner, but.
0: (laughs) Competitiveness.
1: Yes. Yes. Competitive (laughs) with myself because I know that I can make a good chicken alfredo pasta. Okay. It's not that hard. And I failed today. (laughs) So That's the end of my story, and I don't want to talk about my pasta anymore.
0: Next time we just know we got to do something a little bit different. uh,
1: Yeah, like cheese that has a label on it that I know what it is, and it maybe didn't come from the freezer because I don't know how old that cheese was.
0: There's no mistakes, only lessons.
1: Only let you're so good. Yes, exactly.
0: That was from Drake. That was my Drake song, so I can't take credit for it.
1: (laughs) That's fine. Also fine.
0: So how did you land in, in the pipeline for fitting volleyball? How did you get there?
1: Well, that actually comes from the seventh grade me pouting about not wanting to play because my mother kept in contact with one of the players who actually is still on the team. Her name is Katie Holloway. She's the captain. So kept in contact with her through Facebook and emailing and stuff. And over the years, the year between seventh grade to like my sophomore year, my mom would be like, oh, did you know they're, they're in the Netherlands right now? You could be, you could be competing with them. You could be doing stuff. And I'm like super pouty and like, I'm so teenage angsty. Like, no, I don't want to (laughs) like, whatever. Like, I don't know what I said, but I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And then I finally was like, okay, I want to try it. Like, Let's try it. And then my mom was like, "Ooh!" as soon as she was right up on Facebook, like, hey, Katie, she's ready to try. She'd love to do it. And I was like, oh, mother. Okay. So then they basically just flew me out to a a camp in Oklahoma. um, And I was still in high school, sophomore. And... I came back from that camp and I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Mom, look at my bruises on my butt. I was like in the airport and I was like, look, and she was like, keep your pants on. And I was like, I know, like, whoa, I'm not taking my pants off. I just want you to see. Cause I was really proud of them. I was really proud of like, like I have all these bruises because I've been rolling around on the floor all all weekend long and this is super fun and I'm terrible at it and I really want to be good at it. So yeah. That's how I got
0: to the team. It's so cool just to think that like there's probably so many girls and, and guys out there that are probably like you thinking, uh, I'm not doing that. I wanna I wanna I don't wanna be labeled. Yeah. So, so if, you, yeah. if you so if you hear so if you met an athlete like that, like, what the goal would you say to them right now?
1: Well, I actually did meet an athlete pretty recently who went through very similar struggles to me and I didn't like he's like a swimmer he's a para swimmer and we had a really interesting conversation because like he has a totally different disability he has a different he has a different thing he grew up with that was much less visible than mine and so like his relationship with his own body was very different and so we just got to talking about like this being something that we can be proud of like i it's really, it's really hard to like put words to the feeling.
0: Is it almost like, I don't know, like you feel displaced in a sense or that that's the way or just in the sense of just.
1: Oh, when I was younger or versus now. Cause so. like now, cause like I would want, if I met someone who was like a little Bethany, like, I would want to do my best to like empower them and tell them, I know that you, you think, you think this way now, and it's okay that you feel this way. And it's not your fault that you feel this way. It's, it's the society that we live in that creates the name disability means less than able, like, and that so does not resonate with me and who I am because I'm, I've never been less than able anybody else. And so it just even even the name of that puts a negative light on you as a person. I'm less than able, like I'm a disabled person. And I just don't, I don't want that for anyone. and I don't want anyone to feel that way. I, I think talking to someone who was in that state of mind, I would do my best to to empower them and to tell them that, that it's okay, that the feelings that you're having are like 100% valid, like, and it's not your fault. And there's, there's better things coming once you realize not care about society and what people think about you and just to like do your own thing. There's a community ready for you. The Paralympic community is so amazing and so like embracing of everyone and all the differences that that humankind has. It's amazing to see like my experience being in Rio, being in the village, every country that's there. Any number of differences, chal- like physical challenges, if you can think of it like it's there, it's amazing to be a part of. To This is like, I feel like I can be my most true self with my volleyball team, with, with this community. And that like for any person that's not who feels alone in their world, that I want them to know that this exists, that there are programs also like, like CAF, Challenge Athletes Foundation. Like I work with them a lot on, on stuff and they're doing amazing things with kids who then grow up thinking like having, having role models. Like I didn't have anyone to idolize because I didn't know anybody who had one leg. I didn't know any adults that were like doing cool things with their lives. And they're, they're here, they exist. The people are everywhere. But we just, when I was a kid, we didn't see it. So, like, I didn't see them. So,
0: that was fire.
1: Was it? <laughs> yeah,
0: it was, like, was like boom. That
1: was it? Sometimes I talk and then I'm like, I forgot what you asked, but I'm going to keep talking.
0: Oh, well, that was good. That, I, and like, like that should be like a TED Talk right there. A TED Talk right there. Me? That that yeah. was.
1: What about it? Well, you're recording, right? I'm not. So, <laughs> I won't remember. Am I recording? saying yeah, i'm recording are you recording i hope so <laughs> because i can't make this stuff up i can't do it again i guarantee i will be like what were we talking about squirrels go like, casserole yeah my no we're <laughs> never talking about the casserole again i don't even know why i brought that up I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if we like fast forward to 2020 right we have the olympic and paralympic dream we have U- Team USA is like. The um, like I feel, what, what, what like you said, y'all are like the bar, right? Y'all are the standard of, you know, being the best.
1: Yeah. So,
0: what was your thought before this whole pandemic stuff took place?
1: Well, I was before all of this was going on. I was in Oklahoma training every day, and we had had several competitions leading up to the pandemic, and the most recent one we had was in. Yeah, it was in March in Colorado. We had uh, Russia's national team and Brazil's national team. And we were doing like exhibition matches that weren't for anything, but they were at a standing like a youth tournament. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on. We have high competition that we're trying to like stat and prepare and, and be as comfortable on the court, like playing against them. And at the same time, like the games are for nothing. They are really, no, they're not for nothing. The games are for showing people sitting volleyball, which is everything. And so these are all kids that are like under 18, but they have two different weekends. So sometimes we're the younger weekend, sometimes we're the older weekend. And so it's just, it's a lot of exposure. And so we were on this like upward trajectory of, of like having gone to uh, Pan Am's zonals. Oh, my brain is like, I don't what competition we were at before that super six we were at super six my brain it's the casserole um but um (laughs) but we were we were really gearing up to be physically and mentally prepared for this summer and and then everything changed so we're all just rolling with the punches right now
0: so what was like your initial emotions like like those initial thoughts
1: So I had tried to mentally prepare myself as much as possible. Like we hear that it's going on in other countries. We hear that it's here now. We hear that there might be some things getting postponed for it. And then it's like, okay, so you have the conversation with yourself and your family of like, okay, what if this gets canceled? What if this part gets canceled? And you're trying to talk to your teammates. And I was trying to talk to my teammates and just, you know, gather as much information as we could while also not like going crazy thinking about all the what ifs that could happen because there is very little that I have control over. And so all I can do is like continue to lift as much as I can, even though we can't go to the gym. So what do we have here? Great. Talking to our teammates about um, what they're using so that we can like bounce ideas off of each other. And then also like being there for each other, because like, I am very much privileged to be where I am, like I live at home. I got to come home and be with my four generations of family and feel safe. And um, my grandmother's freezers, so I'm not leaving the house anytime soon. Um, but like other teammates are not in that same headspace. Some of them live it alone and they're spending their time alone. So just part of what I do have control over is like checking in on my teammates and making sure that everyone's okay and those things don't change. Those things actually can get better during this time.
0: That's cool. And I think that's like, like, that's like, like, like a leader, you know, just uh, to make sure the troops are, good <laughs> are all yeah. kind of good.
1: That is, it's been something that we've talked about my teammates and I a lot because I joined the team when I was 15, I started training when I was 15. And it is often hard for me to see myself as a 27 year old who's been on the team for a long time so um it's just like my personality is is very goofy very casual but i also like i know stuff i'm an adult like <laughs> so so i mean i can i can drop some you know mic. Knowledge. so <laughs> So I don't know how you're gonna edit all this, but I hope it goes well. <laughs> going
0: will be good. I, I I think for me, it's like the best interviews are the ones that are just conversational, you oh, know, this
1: is conversation.
0: This is, this, is, this is so chill, and I think your personality is showing, you know, that <laughs> that you know, you yeah. love life and you know all that good stuff. So.
1: I'm just trying to make the most out of it. I think because there have been hard days. There have been days that I've like freaked out about stuff and I'm seeing things on the news that I have no idea what is going on or how to like help. And I mean, that's when segueing to the masks because that was, (laughs) here we are. That was what I found to be something that I can control. Something that is tangible that I can say, okay, I'm helping this way. Like, this is what I'm going to do.
0: Yeah, so if you're good at this, now we just- way, boom right into it so so the mass right so so you said you know you kind of wanted something that you can kind of get away get kind of go to mm-hmm. so how do you make your first design and you kind of just figure it out or with a grandma or what
1: well the internet so <laughs> so I because of the dance studio that my mom and grandma had they grew up sewing and making all of their costumes for the dance shows and stuff. Um, and so when I was born, I just kind of like always was into that kind of stuff. I always was very, very maker, like just like doing stuff and making things. And I always found myself like around fabric and stuff, just hanging out. And something in that, that's also something that like my family and I bonded with, like my mom and I especially, like she was teaching me how to do things, how to sew. And then I actually went... To college for like theater costume construction. So I like have six sewing machines in my house and I use all of them. (laughs) And so I'm just like, we're just here. And my sisters were like, Bethany, you should be making masks. And I was like, no. (laughs) At first I was like, that's, that sounds like a lot. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Like I'm dealing, you know, you're just trying to like, understand like what is going on hey, you should do this thing. Like, I was like, no, like, I don't want to. And they were like, well, what if you just made them for the family? And I was like, okay, let's look at a pattern. Let's look for something. Let's just like see how it goes. Because I because I wasn't ready to take on this thing. Like, I didn't know if I had the mental strength to like do that. And I still don't know if, if at that point, like we didn't know if masks were helpful because the news sometimes, yes. The news sometimes, no. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm very good at saying I don't know. When I don't know something, I will tell you because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make something up. I just don't know. So I gave in to my sisters, and we found a pattern online. There's a million basically the same pattern. It's and so we just found one and just started. And like I had made the ones for the family, and then we had people, we had friends and friends of friends of family. Um, and like hey, can you make me one? You one? And I was like okay, like this actually is really easy to do. Like I thought it was going to be much larger of a project, but like I also like I made one of my teammates wedding dresses. I made a pageant dress for the other teammate, another teammate. So I like, I know how to sew. (laughs) So this isn't a hard thing to do, but thinking about like the volume at which it could have become, I was like, (laughs) which now we're at like
0: 1300. That's
1: legit. I know. Like, if you talked to me before and said, you're going to end up making like 1,300 masks, I would have been like, no, (laughs) like I'm, I'm out.
0: And then you start with this, what, a month?
1: When I came home, it was the end of, the end of March. When did the shelter in place start? Like a week after the shelter in place started. That's
0: was like March-ish, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of like has, it's been like an everyday, just like, so as much as I can. Like, I was literally like, wake up, so eat something continue to sew go to sleep wake up eat something so yeah like just that's all that I was doing because there was nothing else to do and I was like okay so I'm done training I'm done I've done my lifting for my day and now I'm going to sew and it's something that I wanted to do like I love to sew I want that as a career um I didn't necessarily know if it was going to be in theater or in a, a business sense or whatever but it all just like ended up coming really like organically like it was like okay this is happening like All right. So we have our shop set up in the kitchen. and 1,300. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Um. we're giving them to hospitals, to clinics, to daycares, to families. And we're not charging for any of these things. We like had made a, a very clear point to say like, we'll accept donations like so that we can make more. But we didn't want to charge for them because like, I think it is a, a human right to be protected. And I think if this helps, like, what, like, I don't want to make money off of it. I just want to do it to help people. And so that's where we're at, man. I'm sewing <laughs> every day.
0: Wake <laughs> so, up, sew.
1: Seriously. <laughs> and at that point, I was the only one using a sewing machine. So I was touching every single mask as it came through, like, our little assembly line. We, like, I was like... Uh so now I have taught my sister how to sew and I had taught my other sister how to sew a while back and when she, her, she ended up getting furloughed from her job. So she's back in the house now. And so I'm like, yes, you can sew. We're all sewing. I don't want to do it right now. So you do it and I'll iron and you sew. <laughs> like,
0: how can I donate and get a math?
1: Well, we have a website. Okay. Plug. <coughs> um, <laughs> um, so we have a website, which we actually just went Like we were live, like getting with, it's like a form submission. So you just like, say like, how many youth, how many large, how many medium do you need? How, like what name, address, and we'll send it out to you. Special requests. I also have jokes. One person has written me a joke and it was very funny. I actually was confused because I was like, why did they write this? And I was like, oh my God, they wrote me a joke. I'm so happy. So if you're going to do it, can I just, like, at least ask you to, like, write me a joke? Like,
0: Okay. Please. I can do I can, I can. Don't do give it
1: to me now. I don't want to know it now.
0: Okay. I got to get you a right. good joke. All right. Get
1: a good joke. Quality joke. Okay. So we have a website. It's called zumocollective.co. And basically, it's just, like, you can go to, like, a form submission, and that's it. And then there is, like, a donate... Box, which we just like figured out how to use because everyone's just Venmoing me, and I'm like, this is great, but I, this is a lot. (laughs) Like, I can't. (laughs) Like, technology, me just trying to get on the Zoom call was like winning. Like, (laughs) I don't, (laughs) I don't know how to do all of this. (laughs) So, we have a little like donation button thingy that's going on there. And we actually also just went live with a little shop that we've created because we have a lot of extra material that doesn't make a mask pattern, but we still have it and we didn't want to be wasteful. So we started making scrunchies <laughs> and we're selling them to make more money to go toward the masks and some other like things were like, this is fun. Like let's, let's make some of this while we're waiting for elastic to show up.
0: You have a whole business going out here. Oh my
1: gosh. It's really fun. So my sisters and I, like, we're the Zumo girls. Like, that's it. Um, and I'm always, like, I'm, like, the creative, like, maker of things. And then my – one of my other sisters is an accountant. So she's a very smart lady. And she handles all the, like, finance stuff. But she's also really interested in, like, doing the crafty stuff. Um, and then my other sister is just, like, hands-on. I literally could say, do this thing, and she'll just do it. And it's amazing. Like – Like, exactly the way I want. Like, perfect. Okay, now do this next thing. So she's like my sous chef.
0: Yeah. In the the costume. You you guys should vlog. I I think I I would watch the Zumo Girl vlog. you know, on blog, you know, like like have your grandma, your mom, your aunt.
1: We made one. We made one, USA Volleyball. We did one for them, but we haven't done one since then. And you should, I'm going to have you watch that video because you can meet my grandma in it. Okay. Fist. She's violently like, get that camera out of my face, and I'm like, no, grandma. She like pinched me. It hurt. <laughs> like, she was like, stop videotaping me, and I was like, no, this is funny. Like, you're
0: me a star, grandma. You're me a star.
1: Oh my god, everybody loves my grandma, and she was on the news too. Like, of that whole clip, they like showed my grandma, and she was like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so pretty- Worship my grandma. She's like, she's amazing.
0: She, she sounds dope. She sounds pretty cool.
1: She's a party. So She's 92. So
0: That's, that's the stuff.
1: She lived a lot of life.
0: <laughs> and, and, so. that, and now she's famous, you know?
1: Yeah, and she knows how to have fun. So <laughs> that's where I got it from.
0: <laughs> so, so, for the mask, is it like certain colors you get? Or you do you to teach you? Or are you just random?
1: It is mystery mask style. Okay. So. We actually received a lot of donations of fabric. So first it started with the fabric that we had in our house, which was a lot. My mother and I are hoarders of fabric. And so we had cabinets full of cotton fabric that we were like, we'll use this, we'll use this, we'll use this. And so then as we were running out of that, we were having other like friends be like, hey, I have fabric. So we actually picked up this like big tub of fabric and she left it at the front door. And I like tried to pick it up and it was so heavy. I couldn't pick it up And I was like, okay, this is a lot of fabric and it took seven loads of laundry to get All of that fabric washed and so we're using So much donated fabric and then like we've purchased fabric to like go with it So it doesn't look silly but we don't really know We put in that special request thing so that people could be like, please don't give me flowers I hate purple like so, we don't give them things that they hate. But we were just like, we need to get masks out to everyone. So I'm sorry, this is cute, and I'm gonna give it to you. There you go.
0: <laughs> I, I, I have faith in you, so I, I, I'm, I'm I know. I'm
1: excited. <laughs> I like want to get you a cool mask. Like what? I don't know what we have right now, but
0: but uh, joke though, we're about the joke. Huh? Oh, you've
1: got to work on that. It has to. There's a lot of pressure.
0: Quality joked, I gotta.
1: Yeah. You want to hear the other joke? Okay, he said, yesterday I saw a man drop Scrabble pieces on the street. And so I went to him and said, What's the word on the street? (laughs) I read it. And I was like, What? Why did you say that to me? (laughs) That's not a request for a mask. And then I was like, Oh my God, that was a joke. (laughs) Oh my God, he wrote me a joke. I was so, I probably said it wrong. Does it make any sense? What's the word on the street? What's
0: the word on the street? Ah, uh, okay.
1: Scrabble? Okay, so I realized that I totally butchered it, but it was funny. What's it was for word? me. He dropped Scrabble pieces on the road. What's the okay. word on the street?
0: I gotta beat that. Okay, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm gonna do the research. A lot of pressure. I may think
1: have high expectations.
0: I might five just to have, have, have options. <laughs> In case, case four of them you can
1: just keep. You can keep resubmitting the form just with <laughs> different jokes.
0: Hopefully one sticks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: one, of them, be funny, one of them might end up in the next interview. Oh my god, I had somebody. And here's the joke. And here I am gonna butcher it. <laughs> like
0: mama made it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you made it. We did
0: it. <laughs> so I guess a few more questions for you then. So I guess so where are you at social media wise? We can kind of go follow you and kind of see the journey and watch the Zumo girls.
1: Yeah, so we have my personal Instagram is Bethany Zumo easy super easy so then we made an instagram that is Collective.co, which we're just trying to like be active on i'm like not really good at being super act on my personal instagram but i'm trying to make it like okay this work like i can do this for this other instagram so that's really it though we don't really use it well i guess facebook but we don't have a page for it so i'm all about instagram
0: oh about the ig
1: yeah don't even understand twitter I think I have one, <laughs> but I, don't, I don't. know who's who's posting on it, but it's not me. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't
0: know. You have an account manager already?
1: I guess. <laughs> <It's> my publicist <laughs> that I made up. He's my imaginary friend.
0: It's your grandma probably. You know, she it's
1: probably. Oh my God. She has an eye. So she has like a tablet that was like one of my old ones. And I was like, here, grandma learn how to use this thing. She's so cute. She writes emails and stuff. When I was in Oklahoma, she would write me emails. So it was like,
0: yeah, she's <laughs> tweeting. She's, she's on there tweeting.
1: Totally. She's totally doing it. She doesn't know how to use like periods or capitalizing words or stuff, but she's, the message is out there. So <laughs> that's the point. <laughs>
0: oh, awesome subtweets. Yeah. Awesome. Bethany, like, like you're, you're super dope. Like, I appreciate you coming on and kind of sharing your story and your, your energy. Like, I can tell, like, your, your team probably love being around you, so.
1: <laughs> I can be a lot.
0: <laughs> no, no. You know.
1: I'd say, I'd say yes. And then also when we go on, like, trips and stuff, this energy doesn't change. And so it's, like, 3 a.m. in Japan and everyone's, like, it's time to go to bed. And I'm, like, come on, guys, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> like, I'm a lot.
0: So. Hey, well, it beats the opposite, right? No, yeah. like, like were had no friends. I don't think did he? I don't know. No, like,
1: I'm fine. no. One. Yeah, it's better than being like.
0: Mah. Yeah, would you want to be dumb, Tigger or, or Eeyore? You know,
1: Tigger obviously. Oh. Which I was actually just having a conversation with my mom about why I did not identify with Tigger. He's the only one. When I was growing up, I was the only one, and I was super bouncy because I hopped on one leg. Why didn't I identify with that as a child? Bye. No feelings about it. That's
0: fine. You're awesome. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the California. Tell grandma off that high. Okay. And I'll find that joke for you.
1: Okay. Thank you so right. much. Bye. Bye.
0: Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one. Opportunity away. Peace.